0: Good evening, welcome and back welcome to, 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 the to the Swift Uplit Uplit podcast. Uplit
1: podcast. We've not got Tom today, I so we're so sharing excited to give hosting you a, um, duties. I'm, I'm Max, and I'm joined rundown. by my good friend Ed I'm, Wilkins. I'm going to be Max reviewing. Today. I'm Ed. Obviously, play the music. Just play the music. Beautiful yeah, jazz. you 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 hosted. You've been here for longer than I
0: have. <laughs> Seniority rules, am I right?
1: Yeah, I'm um, referring to rank here.
0: Yes, hello and welcome to this uh, this sort of abridged version of the Stiff Up a podcast. podcast. Uh, we're a little thin on the ground. Uh, injuries have ravaged the camp, so uh, today's episode is going to be me and your Maxwell. And uh, behind the metaphorical glass, on the buzzers. It's uh, Mr. Tom, Mr. Thomas Chappell.
2: You're goddamn right, I'm still here. Always watching, always waiting.
0: Pressing the buttons, which control oh. me and Ed. <laughs> he, he presses the buttons that make the podcast go, we we know this.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he hand-cranks the motor. He's the <laughs> engine room of the podcast. He, <laughs> he individually I'm more a...
0: trains the mice that do the running and the wheels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tom's the engine room, I think. Ed's playing the the role of like the artista, and I'm the standard ram Tour today. So I think <laughs> well, together we we make quite a balanced spine to this podcast. So
0: neither of us have a defensive duty; it's just all offense today. Uh, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. and we'll be attacking the slate. I can tell you that much. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Tom! Tom looks crestfallen, listeners. <laughs> He's he's wondering if this was a bad idea, but we're in it now.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm having the best time. Carry
0: on. <laughs> uh, we usually start this thing off with a primetime game, so should we sort of like roll back the clock to Thursday and talk about Bills Patriots?
1: Oh, we yeah, it seems like an awfully long time ago, doesn't it? But um, yeah, I mean that's it's... just how time works. I suppose. Is <laughs> 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 you know the thing about the season is Thursday night feels like years ago, but the start of the season feels like it was just yesterday. So, so how does that work? <laughs> 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 so, what, was the, what was the, you'll have to remind me what the score was for this one. Uh, the
0: score was Patriots 10, Bills 24. It was um, a comprehensive can of war pass was sort of opened on the Patriots, who that offense It's just weird. It just so disjointed. Game,
1: for the third Bills Patriots game in a row, the Bills have taken the Patriots to school. And <laughs> the one before a that was that Richard. crazy weather game, wasn't it? So Yeah, no, I think it it was a, a fairly comprehensive beatdown. And you're right, like they played the Patriots offense played terribly against the Jets, although there were exten, like extenuating conditions with the weather. Um then they had a random explosion against the Vikings. Well, I say explosion. A competent showing against the Vikings. And then they've gone back in the tank. Um, Mac Jones' second season regression is hitting pretty hard. Um, I still don't think it's time to panic on that. And um, for the Bills, this is the the time for them to really start threading wins together. And, yeah, starting off with giving a uh, a bit of a panting to the team who used to torment them is, is a good way to get into that, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, it's, I know it seems maybe a little reactionary, but it is a bit of a get-right game. If you only beat the Lions by three points as a team like the Bills, isn't it nice to play a division game and absolutely spank them on the ground? Um, it's,
1: it's a it's funny one. For the Bills to have a good ground contribution is, is, is going to be important down the stretcher.
0: Yeah, who knew that Naeem Hines would make that much difference? (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, I mean, the the big takeaway from me, the biggest takeaway was, um, and I'm sure it's probably already been spoken about, but how anyone thought a Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge offense would work.
1: They just got, it um, it, it was just getting too cute. You know, know, Belichick. For the last few years he's had Steve running the show. And it's just like they, they they're playing chicken with the number of staffers that they can have running one team. And I think they've hit a wall.
0: <laughs> the whole Belichick clan with clipboards on the sideline.
1: I know, they're gonna have to bring in like <laughs> do you know who I just had a, a total like vision of next season? The the Patriots are like, We're gonna hire someone to get our offense back on track. Steve Sarkeesian.
0: Sarkeesian. Yeah. I reckon why not? I can see it. I think that it'll be um someone like
1: Imagine if it was Doug Marone. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's getting that is getting me riled up just the thought of Mac Jones three. in a Doug Marone offense. Mike Malarkey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exotic smash
1: mouth. He's back Exotic Smashmouth, Mike. My... Never left. I I once named a very short-lived football blog, Exotic Smash Mouth, and I think I posted that two posts and I gave up. I just liked the title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Um, I think we we know both of these teams. I think we kind of know who they are. To me, it's just a matter of who the Bills are going to be. Great or just fairly good? Are they going to be Super Bowl good or just win the division good? I mean, will they even win the division, you know, with a,
0: a resurgent Dolphins? Well, a, we
1: can talk about it later.
0: A competent, yeah, we we absolutely can. Uh, as for the Patriots, I mean, not all is lost because they're 6-6, six and six, but in a division where everyone else is over 500. Well. Do you reckon they're going to go in the tank now? Or do you reckon it's not the Belichick way?
1: I don't really know. This is the time of the year that traditionally you would think Belichick teams start figuring themselves out, but... This was a big step back, a big regression. Um, so it's hard to say. And the only other thing worth mentioning is a little bit of fairly recent news I just dropped this evening is that the Bills aren't going to be getting Von Miller back. He's done for the year and the playoffs. So that he was their closer, so that's a big loss.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of curious this one because I, I was reading a little bit about this just before we started recording, and initial thoughts were that it was an ACL on the field. And then they went into he uh, went in to get a scan, and they were like, "Oh, you've certainly injured the knee, but it's not an ACL tear." And then when he's actually in the surgery, they're like, they cut open his knee, and they're like, "Whoa, this is an ACL tear."
1: (laughs) I think that (laughs) I'm not obviously not a doctor, but I think that can happen sometimes with the swelling, and they sometimes have to go in there and, and find it out, especially with ACLs. But yeah, yeah, I think ACLs have become quite. Almost like we take them for granted in the modern NFL, you know.
0: Yeah, the, I think Adrian Peterson kind of ruined everyone with recovering from his so quickly, didn't he? Like, it's not actually yeah. doesn't actually work that fast.
1: Unrealistic expectations. I mean, look could David Bakhtiari.
0: Precisely, and if I, I mean, it's a shame, really, because we're we're discussing injuries, and part of the problem is that Doctor Boris Boswell's love won't answer any of my calls anymore.
2: The doctor's office is firmly closed. <laughs> it's
1: it's gone. Have you tried waking up and calling them at eight AM in the morning?
0: Yeah, we've <laughs> got to get early. Triage.
1: Yeah. All right. Should we move on?
0: Let's do it. Prime time.
1: Um. I'll say. <laughs> Colts <laughs> getting. If 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 the Patriots got taken behind the woodshed, what happened to the Colts?
0: I think they, they got they it. got
1: sent through the airlock.
0: <laughs> yeah the carboys actually had to assemble a woodshed
1: to take them behind first <laughs> yeah the the um it was like it was almost like that that meddling son of a gun jim say called down to the sidelines and was like, ah, I actually want to lose this one. Because it was <laughs> fairly close, but then then it then it, then it got away
0: <laughs> it's funny because. We could say that about a few Cowboys games this year. I mean, like, do you remember the Bears one where they were like, oh, we're in lockstep, and then all of a sudden it was, like, 50-30. We were like, where did all of these Cowboys points come from?
1: I um, know, the Cowboys... What do you think about the Cowboys? Because they are running teams... They are mowing teams down at the moment. And I yeah. don't even think... that they're, they're not relying on Dak to do too much. They've got a really nice balance of Pollard and... Elliot in there and they've got wide receivers who are just making plays and and it's it, i think it's a recipe for success because they're not leaning on any one of those offensive players too much. Um. No,
0: if it's a question of balance they and uh, their key strength has always been that O-line which is sort of like coming back to the the forefront again. Mm. Um and on defense as well I mean the pass rush is ferocious the run stuffing is incredible. Um yeah. Yeah. Diffic- it, difficult it, to know how to beat the Cowboys.
1: It's just like you can like go against, you know, Micah Parsons double team him and it's like, okay, Demarcus Lawrence is on the other side. You know, and, and that's yeah. it's almost like he's been overshadowed and he's like a borderline Hall of Fame guy.
0: Um yeah. and it's, then it's pretty crazy. Um don't sleep on no O'Diggy Zua, who rushes from the three technique who's like As Kieran tells us every time we talk about the Cowboys, he's a former wrestler and he can kick your head in.
1: <laughs> and they definitely <laughs> did kick the head in on the Colts. I, don't, I think the Colts uh, they showed a bit of fight there under Jeff Saturday, which I don't think anyone was really expecting so good for them. But this is just a golfing class. We don't need yeah. to go into it too much. The Cowboys just better. Yeah, just better.
0: Um, do you see... The Colts getting another win. Uh, What's the Colts' schedule now? I I think they've got a couple of divisional games left.
1: Well, the division, that is where the wins are. Are they playing the Texans, basically? Oh, they're playing the Vikings.
2: So the rest (laughs) of the Colts' schedule is Vikings, Chargers, Giants,
1: Texans. Okay, yeah, it might be the Texans, but I wouldn't expect them. I mean, I can see some of those being weirdly competitive, just because, I don't know, you wouldn't put it past the Vikings to play a close game against anyone. The Chargers are the same, and the Giants are the same, and you wouldn't expect the Texans to. That is going to be, I don't know. That might be to stop the Texans from being one six, one fifteen, and one. But I mean, Imagine they've got that they
0: draw again.
1: That'd be good. <laughs> I'd like that. Just like a nice, <laughs> a nice way to like bookend the Texan season, yeah, and the Colts season. Just
0: and it, and I'd love for a third twenty twenty um, draw as well because uh-huh. both draws this year have been twenty all.
1: Just and like the worst, the it's like the worst ice cream sandwich in the world. <laughs> 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 all right, I've had enough of about the Colts. The Cowboys yeah. are going to be a team to be reckoned with in the NFC playoff as long as they stay healthy.
0: Yeah, sounds all right to me.
1: Um, we move on to
0: in that case. Uh, if I could, if I perhaps call this game a bit of an autumn fart, would you guys understand that? Saints Buccaneers. Uh Saints sixteen, Buccaneers seventeen. It was one of those games where all anyone is gonna remember is uh Mark Ingram stepping out of bounds well within I, reach of first down.
1: I would have thought that most people would remember Tom Brady Tom Brady putting up, you know, two touchdowns in the last like five minutes after basically being harassed and it was looking like another you know, Saints are destroying the Bucks offense game. And then Tendency Breaker at the end just managed to to scrape enough and, and Andy Dalton's lost like his eight hundred and thirty first consecutive primetime game on the road because he's not a big fan of the light. <laughs> the bright lights. I mean
0: Perhaps what happened, of course, is that the Saints stopped pressuring Tom Brady up the middle, and of course when you... Oh my you god!
1: Know, or maybe it took them more than four. <laughs> they had to rush more than four to get pressure. And it's needless to say, isn't it, when you do that, you might as well sign your own death warrant.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the the insistence on, like, every, every team this year has been guilty of this, except for maybe the Eagles, because they've never really had to do it. But like protecting a slender lead, and you go into like a oh. hideous soft coverage and get
1: swamped. The worst. I thought you who's the worst at doing that. And team, Andy Reid teams love doing that. Andy Reid, team, Ed Donatel teams love doing
0: it. The on the the amount of times that the Vikings have just allowed endless yards in the fourth quarter because of playing some soft zone. And it's not like, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest QB against zone coverage there's ever been either. If there's one player to not do it against, it's, yeah, it's Brady. It was insane, and it allowed them to come back, but the Saints could still have, you know, carried on if Mark Mark Ingram hadn't just stepped out of bounds and made it a couple of extra yards unpressured.
1: Yeah, and I think this makes it quite a... I think this is one of those games that's basically going to decide the division. And as much as the Bucks have been dreadful, and they have been dreadful, you still wouldn't want to come up against them in January, because they've got enough pieces that, that they could put a performance together, and they've got bags of experience. The Saints, like, they've got... I don't know what's going on with the Saints. Like, They've got these these decent weapons on offense, but... I don't know if either of their quarterbacks who have played this year are going to be there next year, or the coach.
0: Yeah, the, I think the Dennis Allen thing is the more sort of telling thing because it it still sort of feels like they're running that like training wheels on breeze offense, doesn't it? Yeah. Like they've got like dynamic playmakers, but they're and like the the extent of the creativity is oh Taysom's come in and and he's going to rush off tackle.
1: And then he's gonna come out again, <laughs> yeah, no, it's they're they're really stuck in the doldrums at the moment, they're in a real transitional period, and I just think, yeah, I just think they've they've got it's kind of like it's kind of like they're just waiting for some like a spark. It's like they're they're like, oh, we'll just go along till Michael Thomas is back, which i I mean is that ever gonna happen again we we really don't know. Alvin Kamara has not been himself. It's it's a, a serious like all name no game team at the moment. Yeah, Other than Chris Olave, who is, you'd have to say probably the real deal.
0: Yeah, he looks he looks the real deal. He he he's kind of, like he's very twitchy. He he's got that like I don't know I don't know who the best description is because I want to say Pierre Garçon, but I feel like he's probably a bit better. Yeah, but he has that possible. like, he has that sort of like, sort of diminutive length,
1: you know. <laughs> no yeah, what I mean? I do you know what I
0: mean? I mean, he he's came out as a small really... torso.
1: He was a very polished product when he came out of college. Like, he was an elite route runner, and he just gets open, and he's got Yak ability as well. So, yeah, I think they just need someone who's going to be willing to unfurl it potentially and maybe they should consider moving on from kamara and just trying to reinvent themselves because at the moment they're what what is they say the last age is dying and the new age is struggling to be born this is the time uh, of scoring 13 points a game <laughs> for the saints
2: i um i just want to quickly interject here because I, I don't think it's been mentioned yet on the show um Alvin Kamara has only scored one touchdown this year, and it was against the Raiders in week eight. He hasn't scored a single touchdown since or before, <laughs> which is pretty inept, to be honest. He's fumbled four times.
0: So. The irony of it being in Vegas, I don't think is lost on anyone. But, um... <laughs> Revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's just not the same player. He's... He's not the same rushing threat. He's certainly not the same receiving threat. Um, and there's a there's a couple of guys you could put in that as well. Like, Tyron Matthews not the same player this year. Demario Davis is not the same player this year.
1: Cam Jordan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they were between the 20s offense. I saw Cam Jordan in London, and he looked, like, breathtaking.
1: But <laughs> aside, aside from that, it was... Do you mean, like, on a poster, or are you talking about the game...
0: Um, his face actually did come up on the big screen a number of times, like telling people to get loud.
1: <laughs> they should have and... given him a microphone.
0: <laughs> what, just in the game? but <laughs> like handed him like a barrel mic. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get really it loud!
1: <laughs> yeah, both these teams going nowhere in a hurry, to be honest.
0: Except for the fact that one of them likely will make the playoffs.
1: Going nowhere in a hurry, I stand by that. <laughs> the only way the only way one of these teams makes an impact is if they're like that. Seven and nine Cam Newton Panthers team who got in and they face the guy they face the Cardinals team who was being quarterbacked by the guy who was backing up John Skelton. Um and when you're at sub skelton levels that's not that's not football. That's not even cricket.
0: Oh, what was that guy's name? It wasn't Chris Strevler, was it? Was it Strevler?:
1: No, 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 no. It was um, the guy who they use as body doubles oh. in adverts. <laughs> uh, Ryan Lindley, Ryan Ryan Lindley, Lind-
0: that's it, yeah.
1: Yeah, that guy <laughs> Um right. Okay, unlike to get to some proper
0: games.: I was about to say, unlike Kirk, we've gone three0 in prime time this week, so let's move on to some regular. Regular games. Um, is there any? Are there any games that particularly interested you? I mean, obviously, there's the big one we probably want to get to first.
1: Yeah, potentially
0: the... a uh, a game we'll see again in the playoffs in the AFC a seeding game. <laughs> a seeding game, yes. Um, <laughs> a so a suddenly resurgent Cincinnati Bengals, um, uh, just holding out at the end to be a. Uh, an un- perhaps an uncharacteristically fumbling Chiefs team, and I say like uncharacteristically fumbling because it was Travis Kelsey's first fumble this year that cost the Chiefs a go ahead drive. It was just a um, it it was a great it was a great performance from Samaje Pirine. and I think that it was just the Bengals finding a new way to win. Hmm. Which was sort of like grounding out a result even without Joe Mixon.
1: P. Ryan's having a nice month here. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was
0: sort of he was sort of like James Conner light last year, wasn't he? He was like their goal line guy.
1: Yeah. Very light, I would say. But no, he's he's found a role, and I think their, uh, I think their winning streak that they're on at the moment is really testament to just like how good T. Higgins is. Because yeah. Without T. Higgins, I don't think they win this game, and possibly not the game against the Titans. Um, like to have him as the wide receiver one with when Jamar Chase has been out, that is such a luxury. And yeah, and uh, I mean we, we should talk about the three of them because I mean
0: they've got Higgins, obviously they've got um Jamar Chase, and then Tyler Boyd as well, who despite having a hideous drop, that would have been a a touchdown like it's a a four-point swing play because it was on third down um still a very very talented and capable slot receiver as well so they they really do have a multitude of ways that they can beat you
1: who's the defensive coordinator for the Bengals Luana Rumo is the offensive coordinator right whoever the Bengals defensive coordinator is they've got They've got something that they can show Patrick Mahomes that slows down this Chiefs often. Uh,
2: Luana Romo is the defensive coordinator.
1: Oh, room bomb! <laughs> hey. who, was the, um,
0: who was the who was the who was the commentator on this game? It wasn't it wasn't a Romo
1: game. I feel like it was. was it, it a Romo I think it was Nats? a Romo game. Yeah. Well, it's the I mean... Chiefs, so you have got like a 60-40 <laughs> chance. Yeah.
0: They were talking about how um, the Bengals had found a way to shut Mahomes down by only rushing three mm. and sort of like dropping eight into coverage. And they said they've they've changed it up. They've mixed it up completely. They've not done this at all, despite it being how they beat Mahomes and Andy Reid last time, dropping all these guys into coverage. They're a bit more sort of adventurous with the blitz. And then on the last drive, they changed it up and like went back to it. Yeah. Which I thought was sort of an interesting way to play Patrick Mahomes. Like you can't, you can't oh, bring yeah. the same thing and expect to beat him again the next time.
1: With when it's uh, minerals time at that point of the game, is it's it's, uh, it's it's really well coached, to be honest. Because the Bengals' defense doesn't have as much talent as some of these other ones that have been shredded by the Chiefs in the past. But in general, I think the Chiefs this year they'll they'll kill bad teams, but. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they would be favoured in, well, I, I don't think it's all that we favoured in the AFC come playoffs time. I think they need to find another gear and just start burying teams because they kind of look like they've come back, like they're still a very good offence, but they kind of look like they've come back down to earth a little bit. They're, they're normal good, not the special good that they have been for the last yeah. four years.
0: Their wide receivers uh, are all sort of like, if I I could I could respectfully call them all like one B type players.
1: Yeah, they don't um, have the guy. Well, Kelsey is the guy. Yeah, but they don't have a a, a certified dude on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> they could do with a Jamar Chase or a T Higgins or like a Tyree Kill, I suppose. Um, yeah,
0: and like I suppose they have Hardman, who's like a a ty- like a sort of. Worse, a poor man's Tyree kill. But a like... very
1: poor man. He's like a <laughs> Dust Bowl Tyree <tiring> kill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, and they've got Tony as well, lest we forget. Who is...
1: He was injured, though, wasn't he? Yeah. I think they have been a bit banged up, to be honest. Um, obviously, they had that game against the Jags where the re- receivers are getting rocked by one rogue Jags cornerback just going out, blowing guys straight to hell. And I think. Um, <laughs> I think another thing with the, the Chiefs is they just, they ne- can never seem to lean on the run when they need to. They never can. And we hear it every year, like when they drafted Clyde edwards lair we heard like, oh, this is going to add a real dimension to the Chiefs running game. Or when, you know, they've got Pacheco now who's taken over from edwards lair Oh, This guy's like a, a uh, he's going to bring a whole new dimension. He's so fast. But, They don't have like a rugged runner. I tell you who the Chiefs would be near unstoppable. If they had present day Josh Jacobs, that would be a fearsome sight. And he's a free agent as well. So I wonder whether I mean picking up, you know, free agent veteran running backs is a risky strategy, but they need a bruiser because they they were previously based entirely on speed. But although they've still got M V S and Hardman, they they're not they're not Tyreek Hill.
0: You know you know the sort of um like Pokemon Magikarp challenge where you try and beat be, the Elite Four with as many yeah. Magikarps in your party as you can. It feels <laughs> like that's what Andy Reid's <laughs>
1: attempting to do right now. They've got like no, they've got like one Charizard and Kelsey. Um, and, <laughs> and then, they then they five Magikarps. Off. Magikarp's a bit harsh. No, Magikarp's a bit harsh. It's like they're trying to win with like Raticate. Six gravelers. <laughs> Like, the Raticate
0: <laughs> that you picked up, like, as soon as you left Pallet Town and, like, have grown yeah. a strong attachment to it, even though it's just as normal.
1: <laughs> right, let's quickly, just off the top of our heads, let's diagnose some of the Chief's uh, wide receivers as a Pokemon here. Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, I would say Tentacle. is... I was gonna say Arbok, he's an Arbok kind of guy. Um, yeah,
0: okay, I'll go with that.
1: MVS. Um... um... MVS uh uh duo, oh yeah, oh that's a that's a decent shout. Ponytar. yeah, uh, always
2: Ponytar.
1: Uh, Tony? Tony, he's um, like you, <laughs> 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 and they've got nothing out of their rookie. Uh, what, Sky Sky, what? Sky Moore, I, I've they've not had his just muff punts. Nice, and Carl uh, <laughs> Aftis hasn't really been much of an impact player on the defense either.
0: Well, I mean, you say this actually, Carl has been very good. It's just that they don't like. Um, I can't remember. We've spent a lot of time on this game. I can't remember who said yeah, it, yeah. but they, they, <laughs> Tom's nodding behind the metaphorical class. They were saying that if you frustrate Chris Jones into not doing his work in the run, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then. He can um, be Carl Laftis is out on an island, and he yeah. can't do a lot.
1: Well, maybe they can get some help from, I don't know, the guy they're paying millions of dollars to, Frank Clark, who I have a real... It's personal between me and Frank Clark at this point.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I've been with you on this the whole time. I have Honestly. been with you on the what is Frank... Like, he's absolutely stealing a living.
1: It's a joke. Anyway, shall we move on so Tom... I can see Tom's gritting his teeth.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, neither of us has mentioned Kenny Pickett yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll That get wasn't,
0: that
2: wasn't <laughs> at all. You spent twelve minutes on Chiefs Bengals. Let's let's. To be it fair,
1: uh, to be fair, this is this could well be like an AFC Championship game preview. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's We're a hashtag seeding months. game. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we um go to the Meadowlands? Was is it or... the Meadowlands? Um, or was it the Big Bird Killer? <laughs> <laughs> is
2: it was the big glass shard in the
1: sky. Yeah, birds fucking love that thing, or hate it. Either way, they they strongly feel some way about US Bank Stadium. Until they hit it, in which case they
0: strongly feel the stadium itself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine being the guy who just, like, has to go like, along with like a massive long broom, just scraping dozens of bird coxies? Every afternoon.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm up, I'm up on the stadium again.
1: <laughs> if they didn't play, the reason they have to play that big, stupid horn <laughs> every play is if they didn't and it was empty, you would just hear like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the irony is that like the vultures absolutely love it because there's so much carrion.
1: Then they hit the glass yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound? It sounds like a steady wind blowing through a sheet metal factory. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, it was at the Meadowlands. the um... big one flies into it, and it, it sounds yeah. like a Everest window glazing van crashing. <laughs> oh, but it was at the Meadowlands, so this is irrelevant. We'll cut that out. No, I
2: don't. I think it was a US bank, wasn't it? That's what Google's saying.
0: Oh I oh yeah okay sorry I, I for some reason I thought you meant um I thought you meant Giants uh
1: Commanders yeah we can talk Jets Vikings oh yeah yeah, no. what, yeah it was not Okay US in that Bank. case keep that whole bird bit in <laughs> Yeah we can talk
0: US Bank um that was a really fucking weird game it was um I don't I genuinely don't have a lot to say about it other than I don't know Mike White's Better than Zach Wilson in like orders of magnitude because he, he actually like knows the plays. Is he
1: like like good for what we like what he's been compared to? Good or is he like like is he like a top twenty, top fifteen quarterback? He's like he's basically Taylor Heineke,
0: except without the sort of like gunslingeringness that makes him throw picks. Yeah, so I was very... going to say Taylor
1: Heineke gets away with like six picks again, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> he's a very very safe passer.
1: Hmm. But he like... looks in, in control, right? Of oh offspring. yeah,
0: yeah. That's he's like Colt McCoy. He's he's like this generation's Colt McCoy in that like
1: Josh if, McCown. If, if,
0: yeah. Like, if he comes in for a four-game stretch, he'll probably win two and lose two. That's just his M.O. And it neither, like, the wins won't be his fault, but the losses won't be his fault either.
1: Yeah. He'll he'll move them up and down the field. But, I mean, yeah, the Vikings in this game look like they were going to canter to win, but once again kind of got mired down in the second half. I mean, was there any adjustments, or is this just what this team does? They're... they're... The vibe was off in the second half.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the 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 frustrating thing about the Vikings is that they could run up the score on literally any team with the weapons they have on offense. As the as the years gone on, they've been slightly more exposed um in the centre of the O-line again. Um so like Kirk's getting less and less time to throw the ball. Uh It's a a strange one, really, because yeah, they do just go into funks and you think why can you not... And Kirk becomes like, oh, is Justin available? If yes, I'll throw a hoper up. If not, I'll eat it for a sack on third down. Hmm. And so it's... It's... They do just enough.
1: Yeah, do you think Kirk Cousins has taken a step back in in the Kevin O'Connell offence compared to where he was in the more familiar offence from last year because statistically other than wins the statistically counts right but statistically he does look like he's not quite as comfortable in it
0: yeah well the thing about Cousins has always been that he's actually like in terms of like pure passes he's like probably in the top five but his mentality was always so cautious that he sort of he he wouldn't throw contested passes. And now he trusts Jefferson to catch contested passes and no one else. So what happens is it, it literally is like four yards to KJ, six yards to Adam, or 30 yards to Jefferson. Um, yeah,
1: I think Phelan this year is really... I think Phelan has, is starting to regress with age this year. And I think yeah, how, how going from one guy or two guys to, to one guy who is really a proper threat, like, that is is going to make a big difference for a risk-averse quarterback like Kirk.
0: But in, in saying that, I feel like you can see Thielen's influence on Jefferson's game.
1: Yeah, like... but, I mean, I know what you mean, but at the same time, he's...
0: Yeah, he's slow down. <laughs> yeah.
1: he's he's, I think he's probably a wide receiver three.
0: At this Like a very, very high like high quality wide receiver three at this point.
1: Yeah. And, and um, as,
0: as for the Jets, I mean, they, they did enough to get back into the game. But they just left it too late. And in the end, Mike White threw a pick, forcing the ball into coverage on fourth down. So on they another day, that could they, have been the...
1: They could have used, like, they missed Brees Hall in a game like this. Just to to keep the oh, balance yeah. of the offense, and then not no, ask too much. Game at all, it. By
0: the way. No, no, he sounds like a Bolton defender, but he did play well.
1: And I, and you talked about the Vikings' interior offensive line getting exposed, but that happens to a lot of teams against Jets. A lot of teams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is true, and like I'd say, the tackle duo of. Um, Brian O'Neill and Christian Darrisaw is maybe the best tackle di- let duo in football right now.
1: Oh, I don't know. Like the the Eagles and the Cowboys have pretty good. Offensive I mean, right
0: I mean, pure like tackle play. Like Brian O'Neill is the best right tackle in football, and Christian Darrisaw is getting that way as the left tackle. But I think that the interior Ed Ingram awful. Awful in pass protection. Pretty decent as a run blocker. And Bradbury has no anchor still. So it's sort of a... Uh, it's a bit of a time bomb. We'll yeah.
1: see. Bit of a trouble if, if if teams can just rush four up the middle and get through on a consistent basis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially for Kirk because I don't think he likes... Well, nobody likes getting hit, but but we have seen Kirk go in the tank a little bit.
0: yeah I'm'm I'm happy with that to be one game I mean, yeah, another we, one, you know, won another game, um, I think about eight birds died over the course of that analysis,
1: yeah at least, <laughs> and I think um, I think I just saw the 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 Vikings it's going the other way with the Vikings at first, um they were probably getting a bit too much credit for all these close wins, but seeing that they're. The underdog against the Lions is quite insane. (laughs) (laughs) It's gone the other way. The Lions are three point favourites. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Shall we move on on then?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shall we go, should we go, uh, commie's giants? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a draw. Where should we go next? (laughs) Well, you know what they say. When we're looking back at this game with hindsight, it was 2020, <laughs> and
0: by hindsight, you of course mean Heineke sight.
1: Yeah, that is naive hindsight. Uh, hang on, <laughs> keep that. We'll make a note of that one. There's something there. Um, yeah, this wasn't a slightly odd game that started off quite hot and kind of got bogged down. Yeah, like in the first half, it was quite entertaining, but then in the second half and overtime, it was like uh, became a slog. To be fair, that was could moment... also
2: be the way that you, your jokes just went then. Started out hot, but by the end of it, really trailed off, second half.
1: I thought you were just Listen. taking a producing role in this episode. Yeah, if you just yeah, hit a moan. Fo-
2: I'll still moan at you for your bad fucking Heinz jokes. Come on. Um,
1: I've now replaced them with bad fucking Acryshawe jokes, I'll have you know. <laughs>
0: Fair. <laughs>
1: we're back, baby! <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we're back. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a moment in this game where I was like, oh, Thibodeau's arrived because he nearly um, nearly forced a safety on like eight yards in overtime. But then the Giants just played really, really soft prevent defense and allowed a sort of third and 20 in overtime to be completed before the Commies then punted the
1: ball again. There were yeah. three overtime punts in this game. Yeah, that's so annoying. Um, I don't think either of these teams wanted to lose because they're both on the periphery of the playoffs, but obviously if neither team wins, then that's not going to help. I think I still don't know what to think. I'm expecting um, the commanders to have a serious regression because Taylor Heineke keeps winning, or in this case not losing all these games, but every game he puts the, the ball in danger so much. And he really puts the game on the line. and, and I can easily see a game Coming up, where he just has like four interceptions, and oh, just yeah, get, they get battered, and in in that division, I don't know if they've got any division games left against the Eagles and Cowboys, but like I could see the Cowboys or like the the Gummies coming into AT and T or whatever on like a like a six game winning not losing streak, and then losing fifty five to eight, <laughs> like that is well within the realm possibility. Uh, the Cowboys, they are paper tigers to me.
2: The commies have two divisional games left. One of them is against the Cowboys. The other one is uh, next week against the Giants. After next week? Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> a draw, <laughs> a draw, is, games. A draw yeah. is so fitting for this. These Amazing. two teams to be honest. Amazing. On the Giants side, um, Saquon Barkley's called off a, a little bit. He's not getting the pop that he was getting at the start of the year and I just wonder whether that's He's hurt, isn't he? He's an attrition thing, yeah, that's just like he is a runner that mm-hmm. I do think as it gets colder and as the hits pile up and they have been piling up because they've used him a lot, I don't think he's as effective later in the year
0: mm-hmm. the nFL's two thousand and eight Jack Wilshire
1: <laughs> yeah, to say the least, um they need to they need to find a way to to offset his workload because it, it's a bit of a Christian McCaffrey situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they that's the problem with a, a running back. You ask, like, if you draft a running back, you're already asking that highly drafted running back to just get battered, aren't you? Really? Yeah. And I mean, Evan Neal is one of the other great right tackles in football. He looks great. Andrew Thomas looks great, but um, it's hard to know where the Giants are going to stop scoring points from
1: yeah it is um they're kind of with barkley not performing like it was earlier in the year they're they're kind of primed to fall off at the end here and my last thought on this one was the commanders probably have the best wide receiver trio in the league of Dotson, mclaurin and curtis samuel um Um... johan dotson's really coming on
0: I would raise you the Bengals, but I think that they're oh, yeah. certainly in the in the conversation for, like, a second. Um, my question is this, and I'll actually open this up to t- as well. Do you think that the uh, Dayball for Coach of the Year train has officially run out of steam now?
2: I'd say no, and my reasoning for why I'd say no is because the Giants are still in with a postseason chance, and if you look back at the end of the Gettleman era, they were they were so toileted that there was absolutely no chance that this could happen this soon. And especially as well, without real major changes to their playing squad either. It's quite literally like, aside from the rookies that they got this year of Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau, it is very much the same team yeah. as everybody else failed with. And Dable's still making it work. Like, I. Mm-hmm. I I know that it's not the ideal result time with the commanders, but like it's not a loss. They stay in the playoff hunt. Fuck
0: it. So yeah. yeah.
1: I wonder what the I wonder what the odds look like for that at the moment. I wonder who's favourite. I think. I think, um,
0: I think the odds makers are the 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 Lions will um will sneak in.
1: Yeah, it'll be close in terms of coach of the year though. I think um Mike McDaniel maybe is a contender for that. Um,
0: I think McDaniel is. I think uh, Pete Carroll is.
1: Did Nick Sirianni win it last year?
0: I don't believe so. I
2: uh, I actually have the odds from FanDuel. Um, Nick Sirianni is ahead. Uh, and then it's Kevin O'Connell and uh, Robert Sala at the moment.
1: Oh, Salah's a good shout, yeah.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> O'Connell's a good shout. How many head coaches? In 10 of the 12 first games, I suppose.
1: I love Nick Sirianni. I've always said it. I've always been a big believer in Nick Sirianni. Sweatpants so, Sirianni. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a day zero for Sirianni. All right, let's um, let's take a look at maybe the last big game, uh, which was the Forty ers and the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Um, this game was a, you know, all of the
1: sort of tour haters. Camp.
0: Oh, he's not played a. He's not played a decent defense.
1: I know them well and am them. <laughs>
0: yeah, I suddenly realised as I was. Here's a man who does not like this Hawaiian. <laughs> um, yeah, they got a um, a seventy five yard touchdown on the first play of the game, and then scored about seventy five yards for the remainder of their snaps. Um, it was a. As other than that, first. Uh, touchdown! It was as comprehensive a defense as you'll see from the 49ers, and it had to be because Garoppolo went out with a foot injury, and uh, Brock Purdy came in. Um, yeah, twenty twenty-two.
1: We'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't make a bunch of Brock Purdy uh, positive comments on Sam's behalf, since he's unfortunately can't be with us. So he he does love himself a fresh scoop into his mouth from the Brock pot. He's got, he's got a big meaty joint in there that's been chewing away all day. And he mm-hmm. is licking his fingers all over that one. <laughs> that is disgusting. I'm so sorry. Right. No, nobody
0: Google this, <laughs> okay? Would you like to know which... Uh, can anyone tell me which university um, Brock Purdy played for?
1: Oklahoma State. I, no, Iowa State. Yeah.
0: Iowa,
2: Iowa State, State. The yep. only reason why I know it is there's this guy in the fucking Discord server Brock that we all used to record. <laughs> and he's he's from Iowa and he literally doesn't shut up about Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant. He's 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 honestly almost insufferable about
1: it. So yeah. Do you know who else we should... went to Iowa State? Alan Lazard. Do you know who else went to Iowa State? <laughs> who? Ken
0: A Wongwu.
1: Oh we know people who went to Iowa State. they that that they're not be said. Uh, that we don't... In terms of this game, though, um, the 49ers, to me, are the embodiment of a team that you do not want to see in the playoffs, because...
0: Normally, I'd say that you're, like, Packers blind to this one. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: No, uh, honestly, I think Nick Bosa is kind of been, almost gone a little bit under the radar this year, but he leads the league in sacks now, I think. And... um. Yeah, he's just... They're they they they're a scary team. And trying to throw over the middle with, with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw is not an easy task. And a lot of what... A lot of what Tua... Tua? Sorry, British moment. A lot of what Tua feels... I said I can. A lot of what the Dolphins quarterback feels comfortable with, I think, is, is over the middle. um, Going for the island is... something that they can do with obviously Waddle and Hill but I think when he's not seeing when he's not seeing the field properly I I think it is a bit of a problem for him
0: He absolutely loves um, a clear out concept like you know like two streaks and a drag underneath like that is the whole um, Dolphins playbook really and like when you've got the personnel with Waddle and Hill you can make that work sometimes but yeah I mean, they, I Yeah,
1: they didn't have the tackles, which is also going to stunt the offense quite severely.
0: Yeah, when you're trying to start walk a little at both st- tackle spots, you're in
1: trouble. You? Yeah, walk a little more like, walk a little bit further, mate. Don't come back.
0: <laughs> Can we just end the podcast there? Yeah, be-
1: uh, no, unfortunately we have to continue with this Sisyphean <laughs> task, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Um. So yeah, I mean, we should probably say the score. Um, thirty-three to seventeen. Thank you. You were on it, and I was not.
1: Um, three points to Brock Purdy is good, and I think this is something that me and Tom both agree on: is that this Forty Nineers offense is not nearly as quarterback dependent as some of the other ones in the league. And I think you can say the same for the Dolphins, to be honest. But the drop off to Brock Purdy from Jimmy Garoppolo is substantial. It certainly can't be discounted, but I I think he showed. I mean, it's going to be a different. It's different, you know, preparing as the quarterback one, but he showed that he can make the throws that he needs that uh, he needed to. They they're seriously banged up again, especially with the running backs. Elijah Mitchell's out, and McCaffrey is once again dealing with like something that's hampering him. Yeah. So. <laughs> That is what, to me, could be the Achilles heel for the 49ers, but like I said, you are not going to want to see them come into your house in January and start throwing your precious Mingy vases
0: on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) This image of Debo just, like, scraping knickknacks off the wall. Like a cat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I don't know if you've got any other ones that you want to take a bit of a deep dive into here. That I'm yeah. looking at I think we can probably hit the rest quite easily. Should we start with uh, the Eagles blowing out the Titans and a j Brown making such a mockery of John Robinson's entire career choices up to that date that they had to fire him,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean i thought I thought ahead of this game, oh the you know the Titans are going to be stiff competition for the Eagles here because the Eagles can't stop the run and the Titans have Derek Henry, and what happened was they held him to thirty yards,
1: and he has been. He has been sluggish. I mean there was that a couple of weeks where everyone was like, Oh, he's back. we have seeing mm-hmm. prime Henry, but he has not been his old self the last month. Is it a quad, injury deal with? Oh, like he's a quad injury dealing
0: with? Obviously I like a quad injury. Yeah, of course well, of course he is. But like a a quad really affects your like lateral quickness. And I just think that yeah.
1: yeah.
0: He's always been North South. <sighs> like they get a they do like try and get him running off tackle quite a lot, and when you can't shimmy and Jake around.
1: Yeah. And I mean outside of that, like the Titans are just like they have not been able to pass the ball for really two years. Traylon Burks um had a very lovely catch in this game and then got knocked out making it, basically. Um yeah. and he's been coming along nicely. They they needed him. Robert Woods has barely done anything. That other guy. <laughs> who the hell Nick is even he still Brick there? Either. Oh, yeah, Nick Westbrooky-Kane is there. Ray C McMath. Has he had any snaps recently? Possibly. Adam Humphreys, I assume, is still there in some form, even if it's just, like, as a fan.
0: Anthony Fetzer.
1: Oh, the, yes. One of the
0: only bright spots is Chigo Okorongwo, who is, like, sort of their gadget tight end, who looks quite fancy. But aside from that, yeah. Spiritual nothing. success
1: to Johnny Smith.
0: <laughs> nothing nothing else worth crowing about in this game, I don't think.
1: Yeah, they'll probably win the division, but these South divisions are not inspiring at the moment. Max, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm yeah? done I'm finished. <laughs> You're finished. Can I at least talk about Kenny Pickett? No. Okay. I'll just continue <laughs> to talk to myself. I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, I'm still here if you want to keep fucking going,
0: Max. No, I tell you what, how about we roll the outro and then Tom can talk about Kenny Pickett and we'll just trail it off.
1: Alright. Do you know Christian Watson's tied for... Th- uh, is actually third amongst all wide receivers for total touchdowns this year?
0: <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a three true outcomes
1: hitter, isn't he? Yeah. No. Well, he's, he's either... He, he's a first down... He gets first downs, but he only gets like five catches at most a game. And it's like two Two first downs and two touchdowns. I'll carry on. The Lions? I would favour them to beat the Vikings by three points. I mean, they beat the Jags. They beat the Jags, so they must be better than the Vikings, right? I think um, it's all going to come crashing
0: down.
1: Kenny Pickett. He looks like a nice quarterback. You can He's find, coming along nicely. You can find
2: everything else that we do on Pod on Twitter. <laughs> Mike White